headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving in storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Number one best-selling author, Ramsey personality, Christina Ellis, is my co-host today on this special Thanksgiving edition of The Ramsey Show. The phone number is 888-825-5225. If you've never been around us on Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving, among many other opportunities around here, we pretty much believe in being a cheese factory. (laughs) We like cheese, and we like being cheesy, and... um, it's you know we own the show so we get to do whatever the flip we want to do with it so that's what we do so if you didn't know there was a lady named sarah josephina hale in the 1800s that ran a uh, a magazine of sorts called a goodies ladies book and of course it was all things for ladies and what to do in the kitchen and so forth in the 1800s uh she also is noted with having uh, composed or written the nursery rhyme mary had a little lamb she was very famous in the 1800s, and for 30 years, every year, she wrote to the President of the United States asking them to set aside a certain day nationally for Thanksgiving. Different states had Thanksgivings. Uh, George Washington had asked for a date of Thanksgiving, but there was not an official holiday of Thanksgiving. Finally, after 30 years, the President in 1863, Abraham Lincoln, decided that she was right and went to the Secretary of State, William Seward, uh, which was a bit of an enemy of his, but it was on his cabinet. They were kind of crossing swords all the time, but Seward was a, quite a wordsmith, and asked him to uh, create the proclamation making this a holiday. I read it every Thanksgiving on the air because it's important for you folks to remember how this nation should operate, used to operate. This is from the President of the United States, October 3rd, 1863. The year that is drawing towards its close has been filled with the blessings of fruitful fields and healthful skies. To these bounties which are so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come, others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and even soften the heart which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. In the midst of a civil war of unequaled magnitude and severity, which has sometimes seemed to foreign states to invite and to provoke their aggression, peace has been preserved with all nations. Order has been maintained. The laws have been respected and obeyed, and harmony has prevailed everywhere except in the theater of military conflict, while that theater has been greatly contracted by the advancing armies and navies of the Union. Needful diversions of wealth and of strength from the fields of peaceful industry to the national defense have not arrested the plow, the shuttle, or the ship. The axe has enlarged the borders of our settlements, and the mines as well of iron and coal as of the precious metals have yielded even more abundantly than heretofore. Population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield, and the country rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom. No 
human counsel hath devised, nor hath any mortal hand worked out these great things. They are the gracious gifts of the Most High God, who, while dealing with us in anger for our sins, hath nevertheless remembered mercy. It has seemed fit, it has seemed to me fit and proper that they should be solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledged as with one heart and one voice by the whole American people. I do therefore invite my fellow citizens in every part of the United States and also those who are at sea and those who are sojourning in foreign lands to set apart and observe the last Thursday of November next as a, th- as a day of thanksgiving and praise to our beneficent Father who dwelleth in the heavens. And I recommend to them that while offering up the ascriptions justly due to him, for such singular deliverances and blessings, that they also with humble penitence for our national perverseness and disobedience commend to his tender care all those who have become widows, orphans, mourners, or sufferers in the lamentable civil strife in which we are unavoidably engaged, and fervently implore interposition of the almighty hand to heal the wounds of the nation and to restore it as soon as may be consistent with the divine purposes to the full enjoyment of peace, harmony, tranquility, and union. In testimony whereof I've heretofore set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be effect, to be affixed, done this, um, done at the city of Washington this third day of October, the year of our Lord, 1,863, President Abraham Lincoln. Ooh, wow, that's powerful. I... If it doesn't make you, regardless of your party affiliation, yearn for someone of that level of character to actually show up anywhere on the landscape and and even just drive by the White House. (laughs) Uh, Wow. Wow. It's a, yeah, this is, this kind of uh, humility uh, and, uh, acceptance and observance that in case you didn't know the, the thanksgiving's not about worshiping turkey and football by the way it's about saying thank you lord thank you god according to abraham lincoln who made this the holiday so let me just go to the source this is what he's saying is very clear here that this this holiday is about us stopping for a moment I guess we could call it a religious holiday because mm. we're supposed to say thank you to the Lord for the blessings that he's given us. That's what the holiday was put in place for. Now, you can not like that or whatever, but that's the, the them's the facts, ma'am. Um, so th- this is the way it is, a- and pretty cool. Uh, and you've got to love the language. Oh, my goodness. If anyone spoke like that today, you'd be looking at them cross-eyed like they walked out of a time machine. But... Uh, because we're all like, we're all about yeah huh <laughs> what so <Sup>. omg <laughs> you know the, the the use of language is just completely gorgeous and i mean it's just fabulous I, i'm not a writer and i and i wouldn't want to sit and read that type of uh lingo for three hours my eyes would cross <laughs> but uh but isn't it beautiful it's beautiful and just a reminder of what they were going through then and how grateful they were. In the in middle of the moment. Civil War. Right. It's perspective. Wow. Stop and say thank you, Lord. So, uh, your ticket on the air today, if you want to talk about your life and your money, we're here to help. But your ticket on the air is what are you thankful for? And Cheese Factory's invited. 
We open, like open phones at I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining an amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Ellis Ramsey, personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Lacey is with us in Indianapolis. Hi, Lacey. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, Dave. What's up? Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, well, I happy what, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I got. So I got to get. I got to get in my zone here. Before I let you on the air, what are you thankful for? Oh, I'm so thankful for my parents and um, what a godly relationship they have, and that they've pointed me to Christ. So very cool. I like that one. Good. Okay. What's up? <laughs> so my parents, my wonderful parents have come to me recently, um, and asked to pay off my mortgage. Um, I have about $55,000 left on my home. Um, I am completely debt free. Other than that, I'm a single 32 year old teacher. Um, and they are everyday millionaires. They follow your, your, uh, advice and, um, it wouldn't be a gift. It would be me paying them back. Um, but instead of owing the bank, I would owe them at a lower interest rate. Um, I know you don't love mixing family and money and all of those things, but I, I didn't know what your thoughts were on this. Um, I have a great relationship with them, but I'm very hesitant also. You have siblings? I do. I have a brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, I will make a suggestion before I say don't okay. do this. <laughs> instead, instead, I would recommend they just make it a gift and reduce your okay. portion of the inheritance by that so that your brother is not cheated. Okay. okay. Now, here, here's the reason. Um, a, you're not a spoiled brat. They're not, um, they're not, you know, they're not making your life too easy. They're just taking, they're just using some of their wealth to perpetuate wealth in their family tree by making you hundred percent debt free as a teacher at 32, which leads you into millionaire status very quickly, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. So that's what I would do if I were them and I would okay. never loan my kids money. And here's why 100% of the time. You mentioned your faith. Uh, the yeah. Bible says it never, there's no caveat. It doesn't say except for mom and dad. It says the borrower mm-hmm. is slave to mm. the lender. And so 100% of the time, no matter how nice your master is, no matter how good your master is, you're still a slave. Mm. 
No matter how kind they are, how functional they are, how good their boundaries are, you are still a slave. And you will feel it, as John, as John Deloney says, in your body. Your body will mm. keep score. And, it might, <laughs> and, and you'll know this when Thanksgiving dinner tastes different when you eat with your master yeah. rather than your mama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was what I was afraid of. And I, I was hesitant as well. I just yeah. wanted to hear. And it's I mean, not you, you, it's not you being ungrateful. And I'm not trying to talk right. them into, if they don't want to do it at all, that's fine too. You have a mortgage. Right. You're okay. You're not dying. Yeah. You're, everything's good. But, but um, I, I just don't want, you have such a wonderful, and you, you outlined it three different times, great relationship with them. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to take a chance on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think they'll be resistant at all to just giving you the money versus lending it? Um, that's a hard one. They, they are so generous and, um, they have gifted my brother and I both smaller portions of money in the past, just as gifts to say like, put this toward your mortgage or put it toward whatever you need. Um, and, and they've been hey, very generous in that and they're very equal it, in that. Cu- this don't. is, this is going to be weird for you. So let's change the conversation. Let me give you a tool, okay? Blame okay. me. <laughs> Whoa. <Okay. laughs> no, I'm saying, because if you go to them and say, Mom and Dad, I got this great idea. Won't you give me the money instead? That just, that's awkward, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's weird. So just say, hey, I called Dave, and he said, don't do the mortgage. And um, he, he said the only way he would do it, if it was his kids, would be to give it. And if you don't, I don't want you to, I don't want to ask you for that. But that's what Dave said. I feel okay. like. That's yeah. a pretty big pass. Yeah, just throw it off, throw it off <laughs> yeah. on me. I can handle it. Yeah. So when when my mom calls in, Dave, you be ready. <laughs> oh, I'll be absolutely ready. I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll be kind to her, but I will tell her the truth, like I always do. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, Lacey. Appreciate you calling in. Very cool stuff. All right, uh, Craig is in New York City. Hi, Craig. Happy Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Hey, David, Christina. The pleasure to be on the air. Happy Thanksgiving. Sure. Um, what, uh, what are you thankful for? I'm most, I'm most thankful for, uh, you know, Jesus Christ changing my life. Amen and amen. All right. How can we help today? All right. So, yeah, I'm 24 years old. Um, you know, my whole life I was told to buy a home. And now that I'm of age to do so for myself, my wife, you know, have a baby on the way come in January. Um, I'm just scratching my head wondering if it's even worth it anymore. You know, where I live, I can't even buy, buy like a burnt down shack for 350. So <laughs> that's the <a> God's truth. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, it feels a little hopeless right now for you, uh, in your particular situation. And you're feeling the weight of the responsibility of the new life that's getting ready to come to you. And you're like, Holy crap, this just got real. Exactly. Yeah. So all of that to say, you're, you might not be ready to buy a house today, and that's okay. Mm. When you're saying your whole life you've been told you should buy a house, but do you want to buy a house? I do want to buy a house. You know, the freedom of owning it is a lot nicer than, you know, we, we have a really good situation. We only pay 1400 a month, uh, which where we live is, like, amazing. Oh, yeah, you, that's a deal. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I just want to also thank you guys because you, you know, were able to pay off $30,000 of student loan debt. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I can say I'm debt free now, so, mm-hmm. which is Great. awesome, but it, it's taken a long time to just, you know, stash away and yeah. it's, you know, we're about a year into the process now. Good so for you. Probably have another. Well, if yeah. you don't buy a house for two years or three years, that's fine. That's not the end of the world. 
and you're in a very expensive yeah. market, so it's going to take you getting on top of the income side of things and getting a good, strong down payment to make it happen. Let's pan back from that and say, go back to your original question, which kind of had a hopelessness tone to it. It's like, is it even <laughs> worth it? Is it even worth it? Well, yeah, it is worth it. It's not worth doing it stupid. And it's not worth, yeah. you know, buying a house you can't afford and all that kind of stuff. And it's, so take your time and do it, do it with wisdom, but it's worth it. And here's why. Two things happen with homeowner. Three things happen with homeownership that make you want to do it as a long-term play versus renting your whole life. Okay. Number one, rents go up every year. Since God was a boy, yeah. rents go up every year. I, I mean, I've had my real estate license since 1978. Rents go up every year in every market. They go up every year. They don't go down. And, and every year. And so you're going to have, you know, every year, more and more and more of your money is going to go out the door for housing. And if you buy a home and you lock down your payment, your rent doesn't go up anymore. That's one, number one. Number two, the value of the house goes up. And when you, when you rent, obviously you don't own anything that's going up. Number three, as we have studied millionaires, 10,000 of them, we find the primary two things that are in their bucket that allow them to build their first million to five million dollars worth of net worth is their 401k Roth IRA retirement plan in good mutual funds like we teach and a paid for house that has gone up in value and so getting to work to pay that off so it's a great wealth building tool it stabilizes the largest line item in your budget which is housing and if the largest line item in your budget is going up every year that sucks yeah, it definitely leaves you vulnerable. But I think in your situation, it's kind of important to separate things out. So you've got your personal situation and thinking through, is this the right timing for us? And no. then you have, yeah. you know, the market and the world and everything like that. Don't let your situation and thinking maybe you should wait a year or two make you start getting negative about the the market. Start looking at news articles. Start getting hopeless. I mean, it's so easy to get drugged down into those feelings of negativity, especially when the whole news cycle is talking about how bad real estate is and how there's not hope for our generation and you can't buy a house now. Like, don't let your feelings and fears, you know, get wrapped up in what the world is saying right now. Yeah, if, if timing for you is bad and the market timing is bad, that does not invalidate a lifetime right. of real estate ownership. The, the, to your point, those are different things. Separate those out. I'll give you the first two. The last one, no, I won't give you. This is The Ramsey Show. of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. Patrick and Heather are here to do their debt-free scream. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Good to have you. Where do you guys live? 
Rochester, New York. All right. About an hour away from the Snowmageddon. Yeah, really. (laughs) For real. You just dodged that, huh? We sure did. Wow. Well, welcome to Nashville, where we don't have that. No, it's (laughs) Not very often, but when we do, it's it's the worst of the worst. Yeah. Welcome, guys. Good to have you. Thank Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. So you're here to do a debt-free scream. How much have you paid off? $84,455. Excellent. How long did this take? 26 months. Good. And your range of income during that time? Anywhere between 120 and 155, and now, depending on side hustles this year, somewhere probably in the 125 to 130 range. Very good. What y'all do for a living? We're both teachers. Both All teachers. right. Good for you. Well done. So, uh, what kind of debt was the 84,000? Oh my gosh, it was like everything. It was a, <laughs> it was a whole bunch of normal. We had some credit cards. We had a couple of cars. We had student loans. There's a lot of student loans. We have very expensive brains. The great American, <laughs> <laughs> the great American nightmare, right? Yes, indeed. Oh, Truly oh is. My gosh! Wow. How long have you been married? Uh, almost. Well, it'll be four years this spring. Yeah. Okay. So after you've been married for two years, you look up and go, "Oh, uh, we got to change some stuff." Uh, tell me what happened. Halfway, you get it. You get in the marriage thing. You go, "Whoa!" So it's the second marriage for both of us, and we made far too many money issues mistakes the first time around and um we ended up we got married almost four years ago and we actually lived in two completely separate households for the first year that we were married because you know she had an established home and i had an established home and we just we couldn't put all we actually we have four children and we couldn't like put everybody all together under one roof immediately oh wow so we were like we were saving and saving to be able to do that and you know a year later we finally found a home um, on foreclosure because who doesn't love a good deal (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then we like paid the closing costs and we're going man that was a lot of money oh gosh there's still all this other debt oh my gosh we need to do this god's way oh my gosh let's get going and then we just kind of started oh wow (laughs) We, okay. were, we were each kind of working a da- the, the proverbial Davish plan, right? We were working mm-hmm. it yeah. sort of separately, holding each other accountable, and then getting married. We combined our finances, but we're still living separately because circumstances, that was just kind of how it worked. And um, but, the, but seeing that closing cost check go across the table. Yeah. And all of a sudden saying, okay, it's, it, it's time. That really ratcheted up the, the intensity for us, and it was... It was game on from there yeah so what did this journey look like for you guys what did you do to get out of debt <laughs> well, we, it's always good when it starts with a chuckle it, well it, it is and it's funny because as teachers i mean we work we don't work like the 40 hour a week no work you know yeah. what i mean because I, I teach english and he teaches chemistry and so there's a lot of just outside work and a lot of outside planning so it was always kind of going, oh man, there's never any time to do anything. There's never any time to do anything. And I direct the um, musical theater program at our school. So that was my primary side hustle for a while until I realized that doesn't really pay a lot. So I got another job at Kohl's and that helped out a lot. And he was coaching. I've coached. Um, I work as a baseball umpire. So I work uh, officially eight games all throughout the the region, you know, in the spring and the summertime. So those were the two major side hustles we had. But, you know, we were like uh, ships in the night for a long time. (laughs) And chasing the kids around and everything else. You sold the other two houses though, right? Yeah, we did. And so then you end up with the one, the new one. Yep. The foreclosure one. Yep. Okay. And then it's game on with the cars and all the mess. Yeah. And and we were fortunate enough to be able to finagle the 
from the sale, being able to pay off one car immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then the other that one. kind of gets it started. It really yes. did. And yeah. it was it like, was, oh, it was, wow. a, it was a good, like, catalyst to get the whole thing, the whole yeah. thing moving. And and it was exciting. Connect, how'd you connect up with the Ramsey stuff? <laughs> through, well, initially through church. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went through um, financial peace when we started dating and, and kind of realized we didn't want money stressors in our relationship. Right. And uh, and now we actually coordinate. We've uh, coordinated oh, a couple of times you. now. Yeah. So. Thank you. It's we need awesome. coordinators right now, particularly. Yeah. Yep. It Excellent. Is great. Yeah. And, and we've, we've enjoyed it both times. Right. For oh gosh, and we've had great people, and we've gotten to know a lot of really awesome people through the whole thing. We've used so you the ELPs get married, buy a foreclosure, combine two households. Oh, and there's a pandemic too. Yeah, that was actually that was awesome. <laughs> might be oh, the only I, person I, in the know, world. I thought first, so. I like staying I thought home so, yeah. and <laughs> it saved a ton of money because there was no like, oh, maybe we'll Couldn't go, go to the movie. Maybe we'll go do this. Oh, there was open. no Movie's opportunity to, to do that. Oh, not open. Not I open. had lots of time to watch YouTube videos and figure out how to fix all the stuff we needed to fix inside the house. Yeah. So it worked out <laughs> well enough. Wow. Yeah, Including your budget. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. not only do we pay off the debt, but we cash flowed, you know, renovations and, mm-hmm. and paid a cash for a car when a lease ran out. That was one of the other parts it was, of it, too. It was it was an awesome awesome that got rid of that debt. Got yeah. rid of all that, too. And yeah, the, but God's providence is so awesome because right at the time when all the used cars, because we were 100% going to buy mm-hmm. a solid Dave car, and <laughs> then it worked out that a solid Dave car was my three-year-old lease. That, that, was, that was the best deal that we could get because anything else we were going to be paying you know the same amount of money for something with huge amounts of mileage and how many owners and whatever else right so we were like okay well i guess this is it and then we just paid cash for that and that was real cool and when i went apparently people don't buy cars with cash anymore because i went and they were like okay what do you do you want to finance this and i said (laughs) no i have a check and and i was like the guy was like okay do you do you need do you need to think about this? And I said, no, I just want to give you the money. And then I go, do you people take money here? And he was like, I don't know. And I've never done that before. Honest to God, and oh. I don't know how long he had been working there or whatever. No, but it, he, it he took, had it, never seen money. No, and it took a while. And then they. And if you had cash, he would have turned you in as a drug dealer. Well, I asked him, I go, would cash be easier or can I just write a check? And he's like, no, we don't want the actual cash no we don't okay. no, please god no no i really wouldn't know what to do with that <laughs> right yeah. right that would be wild. they were so flustered they forgot to put the tax into it so yeah. we actually had to go back and write another check yeah <laughs> i thought i got a deal almost i thought i got a deal yeah. what I mean, is essentially yeah. we did but what a strange world we live in when yeah. paying with real money is weird <laughs> yep. yeah yeah but hey we like weird here we do like weird <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun on this side. We can tell you yeah, that. Yeah, and sure. now we're looking at okay. So there's only so much left on the house. So like, how oh, let's hustle through that too. Yeah. yeah. What do y'all tell people the key to getting out of debt is? Oh, consistency. Yep. Sacrifice. The budget. The budget. Mm-hmm. Shared vision. Yeah. This is yeah. a big part of it. Without that, it's it's almost impossible. Big deal. Teamwork. Big deal. It really well, matters. Hey, we got the Live and Give bundle for you to say thanks for coming all the way to Nashville. We're so proud of y'all. Thank Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Well done. And that's the Total Money Makeover book, the new Baby Steps Millionaires book, both number ones. You can enjoy them or give them away, whatever you want to do. And a year subscription to our membership to Financial Peace University. You can give that to one someone in your class. That would be so cool. Thank you so much. Ability to give and live. You guys Mm -hmm. are going to be Baby Steps Millionaires before we know it. Well done, y'all. That's the plan. So Change in the family tree. Bring the kiddos up. Let's introduce them and ages and names yay this is grace and brennan mm-hmm. uh, both 12 ah perfect good good 
Well done, you guys. Excellent, excellent job. Patrick and Heather, Grace and Brennan, Rochester, New York area, 84000 paid off in 26 months, making 120 to 155 Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, two, one. We're debt-free. That's how it's done. That's the sound of a family tree being changed. Oh, you got to love it. You got to love it. Man, I'm telling you what. Hey, guys, speaking of giving away stuff, uh, Financial Peace University on sale for $59, the cheapest price we've ever done for Black Friday weekend here. And you can buy it to give away that way. Yeah, put somebody through the nine-week class. Financial Peace University changed 10 million people's lives. Literally, 10 million people have been through the class. Yeah, $59.99. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash GiveFPU. RamseySolutions.com slash GiveFPU. And you can give it to somebody or give it to yourself. I don't care. Or give it to yourself and a bunch of people. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. Christina Ellis, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Uh, this might have been, oh, the last two weeks or so have been the uh, I Told You So tour uh, with the crash of FTX and uh, everybody losing all their little Bitcoinies, and I told them not to be doing it, so I've been saying I told you so, and um, rather loudly and proudly, I might add, but anyway. I hate it. I hate people lost money, but they really did. And also, let me just rewind back to um, last spring. I told you that before the midterms that Biden would announce some kind of debt forgiveness program just in time to influence the midterms and that he would and that when you looked into the details of the program, you would see that it didn't amount to much but that they would make a big splash like they had really done something. And they did exactly that. And everyone's talking about Biden forgiving the student loans, Biden forgiving the student loans right up into the midterms. And you notice no one's talked about it since the election. And he came out real quietly this week and said, well, you know, we're going to suspend the uh, forgiveness program uh, until the court rules on it because the Sixth Circuit Court is now put a permanent stay on it until there's an actual court case involved it's not no longer a temporary stay they've just put the quietus on this thing and the debt forgiveness program so yeah yeah dave as i was reading this last night i had the thought how did dave know like you have called it at every stop along the way so it's what (sighs) i would have done if i were a politician with no principles it's exactly Mm. what i would have done because it, it was logical. It makes sense. Yeah. It, was the, it was a very shrewd political move. 
no intention whatsoever, no expectation whatsoever that the loans would actually ever be forgiven, did not notify the Department of Education, did not notify student dot eight dot what's student go student loan student dot get what's it called student dot gov student dot gov major part of the administration's function to forgive the student loans didn't even tell them ahead of time i mean if you're going to roll out a program that's going to affect uh tens of millions of people you've got to get your staff ready for this no notice to them whatsoever and then announces it and that tells us right there that you know you didn't think it was going to go through i think it's just hard to believe that like these are real people's lives this is yeah. you know a generation learning to relate to money and learning responsibility with money and to think that they could just you know have all this confusion and kind of be played just, with as mean, a political yeah, pawn just be manipulated by politicians oh. you're so sweet <laughs> you never thought that would happen <laughs> i didn't want to believe it would happen dave <laughs> It's Ugh. happening. Yeah, and uh, so uh, federal student loan bills have been scheduled to resume in January. Of course, they're going to have trouble getting through a house that is now majority Republican. That's not going to happen. So, yeah. and of course, then he gets the the next shrewd move is watch this. It's going to the I tried to do it. I tried, but the mean old Republicans wouldn't let me. That's that's coming next. That's the thing. So Biden administration on Tuesday announced it will extend the payment pause because it is the one thing they can do on federal student loans until after June because you should never have to pay your bills because there's inflation that I caused. That no, that isn't what they said, was it? Okay, no, that wasn't what they said. Uh, top official at the Education Department recently said student loan default rates could dramatically spike. If its loan forgiveness program is thwarted, you think? Yeah, there ain't nobody paying these things. So the way we're not going to admit that this uh, this uh, head fake on the forgiveness thing caused everybody to stop paying, uh, we're just going to not make you pay until June so that it doesn't show up. And by then you'll forget that the reason the student loan default rates went way up was because we told everybody we were going to forgive them and then we didn't. Oh, that's that. Yeah, Nice moves. Nice move. So what does all this tell you? Man, it's been interesting. It, it, it It's confusing. That's what it really tells you right now. It, it's it's kind of unfair and confusing. I actually asked a question on Instagram last night, um, just trying to get people's feelings on it. And the range is so wide. It's What was most interesting to me is even people with student loans who are paying off student loans are starting to get frustrated. They're like, just give us clear guidance. Let us know what to expect. This back and forth, this it's going to be forgiven. And yet, wait, all of this is just so confusing and people are getting really frustrated. Oh, I didn't see this. I just saw it in the article. I thought they were extending the payment because economic times are so bad. No. The Education Secretary Cardona says in a statement, we're extending the payment pause because it would be deeply unfair to ask borrowers to pay a debt that they wouldn't have to pay if it wasn't for the baseless lawsuits brought by Republicans. I told you they were going to blame them. <laughs> yeah, we're going we, we're, we're gonna to just not make you pay payments because the mean old Republicans are not going to let us do the forgiveness thing. Mm. That's what she just said. Dang. Ouch. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, moral of the story is this. If you wait on this clown show, both sides of the aisles together, you couldn't make a good circus if you mixed the whole thing in a stew pot. Okay? If you wait on this clown show, if you wait on the island of misfit toys, it's called Washington, D.C. to fix your life, your life is always going to suck. If you're waiting on a government program to make your life shiny, your life's going to suck. It's not their job. It's not within their power to make your life awesome. It is within your power 
Absolutely. And so here's a plan. You took out the loan. Pay it back. You owe it. I don't owe it. I didn't take it out, and I'm a taxpayer, and I shouldn't have to pay your loan. A guy who is a welder and didn't go to college and makes $85,000 a year and works 60 hours a week, and he's out there in sub-zero temperature somewhere in North America right now welding a building together for you to sit your little butt in, shouldn't have to pay your student loan. That's not fair. Hmm. Wow, mic drop. Something to think about. But I will say, if you have student loans right now and you hear this wake-up call and you're going, man, I don't want to wait on Washington. I hate this feeling of confusion. And you want to get ready to just attack these loans. This is a great time to do it. This yeah, pause not, means there's no interest. There's so no pile, interest. Pile on. They this is not the time you. to not pay. It's the time to pay. Exactly. They gave you more time interest-free. This is a blessing in that regard. You have time without interest occurring to pay off these student loans. Yeah. Get it. Get yeah. it. Knock it out. Another thing that's really crazy that's happening right now is they're sending out refund checks. Have you heard about that? They're sending out refund checks in, in anticipation of forgiveness. So if you're somebody who got a refund check for money you paid during COVID, do not spend that money. Do not spend that money. I, oh. actually, I actually had somebody reach out on Instagram and said that their student loan servicer sent them a refund check that they didn't request. They didn't ask for the money back. They had paid off their student loan and then they got a check back in anticipation of forgiveness. Okay, yeah, here, here's a plan. Yeah, get these people out of your lives. They're completely incompetent, and they obviously have an agenda that has very little to do with what's good for you. Their agenda is what's good for them, all of them, including these servicers. All they want to do is keep you in debt. Yeah, literally. Knowing full well it's going to be a while at best. And never at least. Well, and yeah. to send out refund checks during the holiday season when people are already <sighs> feeling a little pressed and it's tempting to see, you know, all this money in your bank account. I paid off my student loan and they sent me a refund check. Mm. Oh, that is maddening. I can't even get you people out of my life when I'm trying to get you out of my life. Right. <sighs> wow. I know. That, one, that one's heavy. But... Sally Mae just didn't want her eviction notice. She didn't want to be kicked out. Navient didn't want to be put on the street where it belongs. They're begging you to come back in. They don't want to let you go. They don't want you to be free. Yeah. They like you. <laughs> they love you. They love you. They think you're great. In the most toxic kind of way. <laughs> in the worst kind of <laughs> kind of way, right? Oh, my gosh. They are not your friends. Uh, on to a better story. On December 14th, we're going to do our annual giving show where we talk about generosity. And I want to hear from some of you that have got some great generosity stories where you gave and it changed someone's life and you can inspire other people to be generous or whether you received and um, you've got a great inspiring story that way. Send us your giving story to ask at RamseySolutions.com. Ask at RamseySolutions.com. Put giving in the subject line and the team will be back with you and we'll get you lined up for that December 14th special edition of The Ramsey Show all on giving. This is The Ramsey Show. Have you been inspired to make a change with your money? Want to know where to start? Take our three-minute money quiz to get a plan you can follow. Go to RamseySolutions.com and search for Get Started to get a plan for your money.